Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Soul Cafe. You will be on tonight with myself, Minister Tina, and Mrs. Tamara Sinclair. But before we start, um, we want to start this first segment with uh, soul food. It's just a, a point where we like to just give an encouraging word. And one of the things that have been on my mind um, from last week to this week was uh, I've been dealing with um, learning about the spirit of offense. And just learning that uh, sometimes people can do things to offend us or um, get us angry, but the moment that we step out of character and respond in a negative way, it shows that we are being immature. It says that we are supposed to pray for people that um, do wrong to us and and, and persecute us and, and do things to us, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of hard sometimes because sometimes the things that they that they say to you, it can really wound you. But know that in those times of being wounded or those times of being offended, it's a time for you to grow. It's a moment to uh, grow your character. It's a time for you to uh, be mature and see um, where where you are because a lot of times we get a we get offended because. It's an insecurity. Someone addresses an insecurity. But even in that, you know, you don't want to get, you don't want to always be mad about something because it'll hold you up. It will cause you to focus on what this person did to me, what this person said about me, how they made me feel, everybody talking about me, nobody liked me. It will cause you to get caught up in things that have nothing to do with your purpose, that have nothing to do with you excelling. It will have nothing nothing to do with you making progress. And one thing that we always want to do is we always want to be pressing towards a higher calling, and that is uh, Christ Jesus. We always want to be learning what our spiritual gifts is, gifts are. We always want to uh, be doing the things that we're supposed to do. Like some of us are supposed to write books. Some of us are supposed to have ministries with children. Some of us are supposed to open restaurants, daycares. We're supposed to um, help people write business plans. We're supposed to, supposed to be consultants. We're supposed to start ministries and shepherd and lead people. We're, some of us are supposed to be writing music. We're supposed to be leading praise and worship. We're supposed to be doing a lot of things, but because we're so offended by that when you walked in, someone didn't say hello, someone didn't shake your hand, someone rolled their ass. It seemed like nobody called your name for you to do anything. Just know that you are called according to God's purpose, and as long as you do what it is that you're supposed to do, that God is always watching. He sees, and he says that he will repay. He says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and I will repay the evil done to you. So know that sometimes those same people who cause all the hell in your life, nine times out of ten they causing the hell in your life is because hell is breaking loose in their life, and they're trying to figure out what is, what's so special about you and how could you keep going and how could you maintain through the things that you're going through. And I'm about to lose my mind, and this thing like you just keep having a break after a break after the break, it just seems like stuff is just happening for you. You can pray, you're so well versed in the word, you can sing, you can still worship, and you're going through hell. And I don't like that. So just always remember that 
you know, God is watching. He knows what we need even before we ask. And he says, those that diligently seek me, I will give you the desires of your heart. And he said that if you keep your mind stayed on me, I will keep you in perfect peace. So I just encourage you today to just keep your mind stayed on him because your peace, your peace is worth it. Your peace is worth it. And don't let anybody take, don't let anybody take your peace because if they take your peace, they steal your joy. And it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I just thank you for that. And I'm going to close out the uh, soul food section. And I'm going to bring my hope, my other host in, Ms. Tamara Sinclair. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I am good. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. I've been missing you. I know. I know. I want to thank you for your prayers and your um, encouragement and kind words over the last month and a half. It's been very difficult, but God is good. I still give him all the praise and the glory. Um Family's doing well, you know, as well as to be expected. Uh, but uh, we we all we all right. We're gonna be all right because God says so. So I'm glad to be back with, um, this evening. I'm glad to have you back tonight. We're gonna we are talking about um, we're talking about relationships because I have uh, put my feelings out there and I asked a couple of people like, what are some of the things that they would um like us to touch on, and a couple of people said some things about uh, relationships, and um, just like, I guess, maintaining in relationships, and what happens when relationships go bad, and I know my big, one of the biggest focus that I want to focus on tonight was uh, should couples live together before marriage, but I don't want to get into that right, right, right now. But I I did put some questions on my page, and I got I got a good response about um, okay. um trying to find it. It was what um like what are some of your expectations in a relationship? So, and we're we're not talking about marriage because we did we already did a show about marriage. But like, what are some of your um what are some of your expectations like when you were single? Because we both married, but. We lived a single life before. When you were single, what were some of the things that you looked for in a relationship? Well, I think the biggest what thing. what did you expect? The, the biggest thing for me um, in, in my single days um, was uh, loyalty. You know, I, I was big on an individual being loyal. And what I mean by that is, if you're with me, you with me. You know, I shouldn't have to question, you know, who Sally Sue is, what you're doing with Jane, you know, private phone calls, you know, not answering your phone when you're in my presence, you know, the different signs that you see that kind of gives you an indication that somebody else uh, could possibly be mm-hmm. um, in the picture. I'm just big on loyalty and I'm big on being truthful and honest um, with um me or, you know, me with you or whatever the case um, may be. I just mm-hmm. think people get, you know, you hear saying that, well, you know, I don't tell you the truth because I don't want to hurt you. But, you know, not telling the truth hurts me just the same. Let Give me the opportunity Absolutely. to make the decision for myself on whether I want to move forward, you know, put a hold on it, 
forgive you, not forgive you. You know, I hate for somebody to take my choices away um, from me. Yes. Um, so when I when I was single, you know, I looked for loyalty. I looked for trust and honesty. You know, I looked for um, an individual um, who was into me, you know, not just with me because you was looking for something or whatever, but genuinely mm-hmm. interested in me, who I was as a person, what my interests were, you know, what I liked, what I didn't like, what I liked to do. You know, could can pretty much read me if they needed to. Um, that was important to me because if I'm in tune, if you're in tune with me, then I'm just in tune with you to help us elevate or go um, to the next level. Now, of course, <laughs> when you're in a single and you're dating, things are different than when you're married um, or working towards marriage. I think communication mm-hmm. is key. No matter what relationship you're in, whether you're in a, you know, friendship relationship or, you know, whatever type of relationship you may be in, communication is key. you got to be able to communicate, talk about how you're feeling, why you're feeling that way, you know, be able to come to the table and resolve your issues or questions or concerns because no type of relationship will survive without properly communicating with one another what's going on with you. Absolutely. Uh, Some of the comments that I got when I asked what are your expectations of your significant other, uh, I had kindness to a degree that others may not meet, communication, paying attention to things about my character that others may not notice or acknowledge, same thing you said. And it says, Mm -hmm. honesty, don't lie to me or try and deceive me because God has a way of revealing what you try and hide. And a real mm-hmm. commitment, no game. If you're not ready for a relationship, then don't play with my heart or my emotions. And then the, uh, one of the men said loyalty, honor, truth, integrity, patience, prudence, and just overall general intelligence. So um, I think sometimes in relationships we put out an expectation that sometimes we we um we expect more out of other people than um sometimes what we give mm-hmm. it's like we hold um we hold people to a really really high standard and 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 I think sometimes we on the other end of sometimes on the other end of the relationship male and female we don't realize that we um we have some character flaws we we kind of get a little self-righteous and feel like, well, you expect all of this of the other person, but, you know, there may some be some things lacking about you that when that person points them out, that's when you get offended. That's, that's when you get offended, you get upset, and you forget that everybody is not like you. And I think mm-hmm. that's where when you were saying communication is big in the relationship, I think that uh, people immediately fall, jump in love. They, they they don't jump in a relationship. They jump in love. They immediately think, I'm in love, and they don't take the time out to really get to know a person before they just, oh, he looked good, or oh, she looked good, and, 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 we, and we start having sex, or we start making these things up in our mind, and we don't, we don't take time out to really get to know a person, good, bad, and ugly, and really talk about our expectations. I don't think we do that anymore. I agree. I agree. I think everybody walks around with the assumptions of, um, I, mm-hmm. well, I assume it's like this, or I think it's like that. Or, you know, nobody wants to sit down 
and have the difficult conversations. Nobody wants to sit down and truly be transparent uh, with one another because of fear of vulnerability, you know. But I just feel like if you're in a relationship with someone that you are hoping or praying that it goes to the next level, vulnerability is key. If you can't be vulnerable and open with the individual that you are dating and maybe see a future with, that's an issue. But there's something else that's tied to that that you need to figure out why that is. Um, so many yeah, and I, women. Go ahead. Um, mm-hmm. So many women, you know, have a difficult time opening up after they've been hurt. You know, that, that it makes it difficult for the next individual to come in and show them anything because of their previous pain. Um, because being vulnerable is very key. I mean, it, it's a sensitive thing. It's a sensitive topic. It's a sensitive subject. It's very dear to our heart as women or just people in general because there are men that's capable of being um, vulnerable. But that's major for a lot of individuals. And I think if you're looking at a relationship, that is definitely something to look at and assess. Can I be vulnerable with this individual? Can I truly be mm-hmm. wide open and, and not get hit by a Mack truck in the process? Yeah, and I um, I know a lot of people uh, – uh, just assume everybody wants to be married, mm-hmm. and I think that's what hurts. Uh, I think that's what hurts a lot of relationships. That if you don't have that conversation of being upfront and honest, like if you're a person like I, I want to be married. I really don't want to be in a whole dating situation. I think even a man and a men and women, because you know, not all you know, not all women want to get married, and not all men want to get married. And I think that's something that you should. Um, like you should really stay up front, so you won't you won't wait you won't waste your time or allow your time to be wasted, because we get in these situations and we think we could change people, and you can't change people. People move at their own pace. And then another thing, uh, what you were saying, when it, sometimes when it comes to women, I think sometimes we uh, we don't realize how we talk, we don't realize how we communicate, because a lot of times we. We talk out of our emotions, and, and men are kind of matter of fact. So we sometimes we'll find ourselves talking down on them, or talking down mm-hmm. to them like they're our sons, and we don't realize that that is a that we don't realize that that is a big turnoff. And just how we're talking down to them like they're our sons, a lot of men don't dare not you know they're not big on talking, so they'll shut down and and, and but, it's like it's hard to break through the, it's hard to break through that barrier of uh silence and and um it's hard and I think uh again, what you say, I think you need to walk into situations being honest. You need to. Yep. You really need to. You really do need to walk in situations being honest and just upfront. Like, hey, I would like to be married. Um, you don't necessarily put everything on the time frame, but you kind of know that if it's not if it's not progressing in a way like if it's not growing, you kind of need to move yourself out of a situation because you're you know after a while you're hurting yourself. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Um, but do you have? Go ahead. I'm not just. I think in uh, relationships, we get comfortable. Mm-hmm. So, like going in the, in the beginning, you have 
your A through Z of lists of expectations and things that you want, some things that you need immediately, some things you're willing to work toward, um, et cetera. You know, as the time progresses, then you just kind of add a little bit more or whatever the case may be. I think in the beginning you walk into a situation guns blazing because this is new for you and, you know, you're excited mm-hmm. about it. And, you know, this person makes you feel a certain kind of way. And, you know, oh, my God, he hits all the checkpoints or she hits all the checkpoints. And then once you get into the situation two, three, five, six, seven months in, maybe even a year, there's this thing that kicks in being comfortable. You know, we're not, we're not comfortable with this individual. So a lot of the things that we expected or demanded or even required in the beginning, you might have dropped to the wayside. You might have let it lapse a mm-hmm. little bit because you're comfortable with this individual now. You feel like you know him a little bit, and all the little long laundry list of things that you had in the beginning doesn't really make a difference at this particular point or whatever because you can talk to him and, you know, they can talk to you, but you're comfortable. I'm comfortable. You know, so I can now start showing the real me, you know, my my trait of who I really am. Mm-hmm. I start to seep out. Um, versus the person that I was, yeah. you know, pretending to be. <laughs> and I'm saying everybody pretends, but, you know, a majority of us pretend and you're in the beginning of a relationship. You know, there's mm-hmm. some things about yourself that you don't want that individual to know about, you know. So we, we hide that. But then when we get comfortable, we start unpeeling some of those layers, and then it's not so pretty anymore. You're not excited about it um, anymore. You know, there's an issue with who you are or what you believe or, how you behave mm-hmm. up until that point, there's a problem with it, you know. And then so the question is, how do you get past that? How do you get where you need to be, um, being completely open, honest, and vulnerable to the individual that you choose to be with? Um, and that 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 was one of the questions that I asked. Like, are you ready to unload your baggage? Like, and when I say unload your baggage, that's how you see something in that other person that, like, like you said, you don't like. And um, part of the reason that sometimes that other that that true essence of them is starting to seep out is usually because it's something about you they don't like. They don't. Mm-hmm. They may not like the way you talk, and they may not like the way you act. And then when they address the situation, it's like you have this uh, self righteousness about yourself. Like, well, I've been through this, and I've been through that, and 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 it's just got a you know my way or the highway. And you don't realize that you know nobody wants to put up, nobody wants to put up with that part of you either. And and one thing, like you said, we 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 pretend everybody, you know. So if we pretend in relationship, that means we start our line. So that expectation yep. of honesty, that expectation of honesty, you may as well throw it out the door because you wasn't being honest. Yep, and that's it. I agree with you one hundred percent. And it's unfortunate, but it's the truth that. Ninety percent, if not more, of individuals that go into a new situation or a new relationship mm-hmm. put on some type of facade about themselves, who they are, you know, what they represent, what they will or won't do, because they don't—they're not ready for you to see who they really are as an individual or a person. Because, like, like you said, they may not like it. They may not like, you know, that you like 
your your toothbrush on one side of the room, or you want to sleep on the third side of the bed, or because you leave your shoes in the middle of the floor, or you know you toilet mm-hmm. seat up, you don't change the tissue, you know whatever it might be, you know you might not be willing to reveal who you truly are as an individual. And then when you get comfortable, I'll go back to that. When you get comfortable, you unpeel those layers, and then sometimes the facade that you put up and the pretending that you've done, you're no longer doing, but you don't even realize that you're no longer doing it because you're comfortable now. So now you forgot, mm-hmm. oh, let me get put this on real quick because, you know, you, you're comfortable now. So now who you really are is mm-hmm. going to keep out and going to come out, and now this person is blindsided because they're like, who are you? And then not so much you, you um, I think sometimes there's a lot of things you tend to overlook because you're just happy. Like you're you're like okay, it's it, it that's not that bad, you know. Like they may have acted up one time, or if something they said, you you know you ignore you ignore some signs. You you're you're just probably happy to be getting attention, or happy that wow this person is interested in me. That you ignore you ignore the signs, which I'm yeah. glad we're talking about this because it kind of leads a little bit into the the main meter tonight. Where you know, here it is. It's like, hey, how you doing? You looking good to me? And then this person is like in a bad situation. It's like, oh, it won't be that bad. Like a lot of times, you think you have it all under control, and it, and and you think that a relationship is gonna go like a storybook, like it's gonna go like an outline, like. We're going to go out to eat, then we're going to go to the movies, and then we're going to sit down and we're just going to talk for hours and hours about how my eyes look like stars, and we're just going to make all these plans about the future. And so it's like you kind of have an outline of your expectation of what you think, and then it don't go nothing like that. And you yeah. get disappointed. I- it don't <laughs> It don't go anything like that, and you get disappointed, and the things you and the things that you want and the things you expect, either you yourself got too caught up and you, you didn't say like it is a definite that you have to show affection. Like affection, I really, really need that. And if you're not the affectionate type, move around. You're gonna you're gonna upset me. Like say, I'm gonna blow my top with you. And or like if of uh, love letters or, you know, just a um, they were talking about the five love languages. Like, if you're a person that likes gifts and, and things like that, like, some things you have to express up front because when it don't go according to your timeline, you get resentful, you get bitter, and you get nasty, and you ruin relate. A lot of times we ruin relationships because, like you said, now we're comfortable and we don't realize we took the gloves off, we took the mask off, and now this person like, you know what? You're not as attractive as I thought you were. I don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, that's that's unfortunate, but then again it goes back to maybe I pretend to be affectionate because that's what you told me you liked and you wanted. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna be affectionate, I'm gonna go over and beyond to make you feel special. But I I'm going right back to it. Now I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with you, so now I'm not as affectionate as I used to be when we first started. You know, I don't touch you as much. I don't kiss you as much. You know, I don't, you know, rub on you or lay on you or whatever as much because I'm comfortable with you now. 
So the things that I was doing in the beginning, I feel like I don't have to do anymore because I got you. A lot of people have okay. that mindset. Okay, so what we're talking about is just simple dating, just like coming back, you know, coming back, maybe going out, going out to eat a couple of times, talking on the phone, sending a text message, a Snapchat, okay. or uh, right, a video, right? Is that we talking about dating, right? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so if I tell you, so no, we 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 meet, we meet, and you you tell me. I ask, so I ask you. So Tina, tell me what you want, what you want out of a man. Tell me what you interested in in a man. Mhm. And you give and you give me your list of things that you're looking for, the things that you might want. Um, so now I'm taking mental notes, like, okay, she wants somebody that's sweet and caring and and, and attentive and, you know, affectionate and, you know, kind of bores her a little bit. I'm taking all these mental notes on that. You know, we're dating. We're just getting started, you know, hanging out, going mm-hmm. to the movies, different things of that nature, and I'm getting to know who you are. If I know that some of the things that you've told me is not truly who I am, as a person in a relationship, how many people actually reveal that truth instantly? Probably not many. You instantly go into, no, they don't. okay, let me be what it is that she says she wants and needs because I, I'm interested in her. I think she's cute or, you know, fine, or I want to get to know who she is as an individual. or You know, and I'm not saying that the intent is always malice because in most cases it's not. Mm-hmm. But if I'm interested in you and you're telling me what you like and don't like and what you want and need, and I know that some of that stuff ain't me, just ain't me, don't fit in my characteristics, don't, it ain't something that I do or (laughs) are interested in doing, I'm going to pretend. I'm going to do the things and be the things that you say you wanted and like because I have an interest in you and I want to see where this is going to go. And I you think it no go back clue. to that honesty. I think it go back to that again, that honesty thing that that you hear yeah. did on the head earlier. I think yeah. it goes back to that to like, look, you have to be honest. Like, look, I I I I can't. I'm not that. But one thing about a relationship, and even like even like the thought of marriage, like being interested in a person because they do say opposites attract. Um. It's a it's grow it's 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 a growth. Like a person has to be willing to grow into accommodating the other person. And a lot and like you said, you know, when I once I get in, I don't I don't reveal that right away. I think that's what really kills relationships. I think that's why a lot of people are walking around hurting, and a lot of people are walking around broken because of the things that the other person may need. If you know that what you say that ain't me, that it's just not me. It's just not me. It's just not what I'm made of. But if I'm not willing to change, if I'm not if I'm not willing to uh, do the work to keep my relationship alive, then I have to be man or woman enough to say, hey, you know, we might be better off as friends. You don't want to enter a relationship where that may not be your intent. But if you can't meet the expectation, your only intention continuing on is hurting that person and 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 letting that person down because. 
you don't you don't fit the description. You 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 don't meet it. So what's so hard about walking away? Why would you? Why it's like putting a person in a hostage situation. Why would you hold a person hostage and you could never be what they need? Or be not necessarily be what they need if you're not even willing to grow and build the capacity to be affectionate, to be um, caring and sharing and, and a provider and a protector or, um, you know, even as a woman, if you if you you know like can I can I respect you? You know, regardless of like you may not be that affectionate, but can I respect you? Are you taking care of the things that are being taken care of? Like, if you're not willing to grow or build the capacity to even handle the relationship, why can't you just not do it? Well, because people don't want to. <laughs> I agree, that and that's, that's but that's selfish. <laughs> it is. It's selfish. It is. It's, it's very selfish, and it is very selfish, and it, and it really, it really, um, it really kills. It, it really kills. It kills people. It, it really, it does, and it causes people. It call. It actually causes offense. It causes the other person to be offended with you. Like I'm appalled. Well, honesty is important. We know, me and you both know, that honesty is not always <laughs> going to be people's strong suits. <laughs> uh, no, I it's not. Encourage, uh, anyone, man or female, that's dating or interested in dating or, you know, beginning the stages of dating, just keep your eyes open. You know, and enjoy if that person makes you happy or makes you warm and fuzzy on the inside and you have good conversations <laughs> with them and, you know, they excite you when they come around or they call. That is all awesome. That is absolutely great. But just keep your eyes open and don't go into it with reservations and looking for something, but definitely be aware um, of, as my grandma said, your surroundings, you know, and just kind of mm-hmm. dig deeper. Don't just go with what's on the surface. Get to know this person mm-hmm. intimately. And I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about getting to truly know an individual heart and who they are and what makes them do the things that they do, how they operate in their day-to-day life will help you learn a lot about an individual. Um, so, mm-hmm. yes, be in love, be happy, be excited and giddy and all of that because I've been there. But definitely keep your eyes open <laughs> and be true to yourself. And um, before we close out this segment, one thing I want to uh, say also is uh, two things: stick to your guns. If it's no, if you know for a fact it's some things that you can't live without, don't settle. And mm-hmm. also, don't be afraid to have those, and don't be afraid to have those difficult conversations to find out like what is the, what is in the person's bloodline. What is what is their um. You know how are they raised? Uh, how how are they raised? How do they treat their parents? How do they treat their siblings? Like you said, how do they go about their everyday life? Is this somebody who goes to work, loves to go to work? Uh, are they financially responsible? Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, ask those questions. Like, that's one of the things I think a lot of people forget to do in relationships. They just get caught up in uh, what they say, uh, a big butt and a smile or being a tall, dark, and handsome or, uh, you know, just just uh, they get caught up in looks and don't realize that uh, what they say, beauty is only skin deep. I mean, it's like you really have to get into that thing and, like you said, get intimate with a person. Like you have to know, you have to get to know them inside and out. And um, especially if you feel like you want to progress to marriage, like those vows when they say better for worse, sickness and health, richer for poorer, like before you really get committed to a person, you want to try to be in every one of them type of situations that you vow to love a person to the day you die. You want to try to be in every one of them situations with that person and see how you all handle it, see how you can do it before you just commit, before you commit yourself to anything because relationships can make you or they could break you. Mm-hmm. But they can so break <laughs> And uh, we're we going to come back with, uh, real quick, um, the question we're going to come back next is, uh, should couples live together before they marry? And we're going to ask, uh, should they live together? And if they are living together, are they hiding it? Mm, so we're going to okay. take a break. So, uh, so, so think on that. We're going to take a break real quick. Okay. You've been going through hard times, you just don't understand. You always give to others. But no one will lend a helping hand I've been there before Where your ex don't think that you're by yourself Sometimes you gotta let it all out Don't leave your feelings on the shelf
steps, push your shoulders back, you can take it. Walk in authority, tell yourself that you can make it. No matter what you do, no matter how you feel, he's gonna come through in time for you, so just breathe. All right, we're back in the Soul Cafe with uh, Minister Tina and Mrs. Tamara Sinclair. Um, that song that um, the song we were just listening to uh, was "After a While" by Miss Leah Joel. That is one of the songs I really like. Normally, open up with that, but um, I decided to kind of open up with something else, um, and it was a song called "Born to Win." So, um, my question was. Should couples live together before they marry? I have um, definitely um, got some feedback from some people, and I know that we uh, right now it's a lot of people talking about I'm, I'm, I'm saved and single and I'm single and, and you know, just, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with being single. But then we have no. those who think we have those who um have a mis I want to clear this misconception up because um some people think that um you you it's okay to live together. So I wanna ask you, Cameron, should should couples live together before they get married? <laughs> and my listeners, I want y'all to know that it's faith based. So we go we go come from we we go we go use the word here too. So go ahead, Tommy. Yeah. So if we want to be correct in God's eyes, no, you're not supposed to live with your mate before marriage because um, the words say you're not supposed to. Uh, we are not supposed to check. Uh, that is um, not the intent. Do people do it? Yes. Did I? Yes. I uh, lived with my husband prior to marrying him for about, a year, maybe about a little over a year, we lived together before um, we got married. Um, prior to moving in together, we always spent the night at one another house or whatever the case may be. Um, I do know when you are not under the ark and the covering of God, things happen. You have unnecessary arguments. You have financial issues. You, you know, there's a lot of things that go on. Um, within your relationship that 
you possibly could have maybe prevented or avoided um, by being obedient to his word and, and staying separate until um, marriage. Now, I know people do it for a lot of reasons. Our reasons was financial. Um, didn't make sense to try to pay mm-hmm. rent and build two separate households when he was always either at my house or we was always at his. I know majority of the people that do it do it for that reason. Uh, but it still don't make it right. It still does not make it right. And they say that when you do not follow God's commandments, going into a marriage, that first year, possibly two years of marriage is very, very difficult um, for you because you cause unnecessary um, issues and drama uh, within your life. So, no, I don't agree with individuals living together before marriage. Um, do I'm, And I'm definitely not one to judge individuals that do live together before marriage, but I would definitely encourage a couple to take a true assessment of their relationship and truly search why they feel the need to live together before they get married and then evaluate those situations and figure out are those worth, you know, being um, causing God to be unpleased or causing God to not bless your relationship then eventually your union. Um, Because we most definitely want his hands all over us when we're in a relationship and especially going into marriage. Um, so, no, I don't agree with it. Um, if I'm going to be biblically correct and do things according to God's will, it's wrong. Just flat out. There's no in-between. It's, you're, it's wrong. You're not supposed to um, be shacking um, with an individual prior to um, exchanging marital vows and walking into that commitment and covenant under God. Um, is there is, is you know I mean you know I'm I'm picking right now because I'm you know we I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say a lot of things and I'm I'm gonna give some feedback and then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna undo that stinking thinking that some people have. Um, is there a particular scripture? Now I'm just picking that. Is there a particular scripture in the Bible that specifically says you don't live together? Is there a particular scripture, or are, or are there scriptures that it's a hidden message? It's actually both, and I knew you. I should have been uh, looking it up while I was talking. But I knew you was gonna ask me that. Uh, give me a second. <laughs> uh, Y'all may just just give a you know just give a roundabout answer. You know it's. I'm just picking. I'm picking right now. Picking. No, 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 no. But, but you're right. You're you're right. The um, there are 15 Bible verses about shacking. Uh, let me go. No, is it one that specifically say like you can't live together? I I believe so, and I gotta find it. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you time. I'm, 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 I'm gonna let you find it if, if you, if you, if you believe that there is one. I'm gonna give you time to find it. But I ask um, on my regular page, and then I ask in my Facebook group, should um, okay. should couple live together? And there was some people who said yes, uh, yes, and I'm like, okay, well, give me, give me some input. You know, 
break it down for me. And it was like, okay. yeah, because when you, you know, like how we talked about earlier in expectation, it was like, you know, when you visit a person, people can show you what they want to do. Like they could, they could just clean up real fast. You come, they, you know, they could, um, you know, fix an elaborate meal just because you come in there. This person may not cook all day, and they probably didn't even cook. They could have ordered this food from the restaurant, had the Uber people come bring it, and they just put it on the plate, <laughs> and they want you to <laughs> – oh, Lord, forgive me. They want you to think that they're one way and they're really another. And then I had another person say yes because you need to know that uh, do they snore, do they clean up behind their stove, do they put things back where they got it from, are they, uh, uh, you know, you need to know are they a nudist, do they just walk around naked, and, you and, um, like, you wouldn't know these things unless you live with them. And then it says, the other person says, um, um, I talked about that. So, do they clean up before company come? You know, um, hold on, I'm trying to get the one. Other says yes. They've been with a person for two years, going on three years next month, so they've been living together. And then I have one say um, no. That people should try um, sharing a checkbook first. And if they could share a checkbook and they could share expenses together then and balance and save together, then they'll know if they were made to be together. Then I got a flat-out no. And then they says, um, living together before marriage does, living together beforehand does not mean that your marriage will last. Mm-hmm. And then somebody, said, I, I, then somebody said, I think so. I think, I think so. And um, I think I think you're supposed to. So I'm gonna go back to my regular page and I'm gonna read those responses. And then I'm I'm gonna um, I'm gonna be transparent. I'm, I'm I'm gonna tell the truth. If that's all right. Yeah. You found it yet? Okay, you I got a couple. So First Thessalonians five and twenty one through twenty two says, examine all things. Retain that which is good. Separate yourselves from all appearances of evil. It states, oh, I just lost it. It says abstain from all appearances of evil. But do do the relationships, do they look evil? Do they appear evil? No, they Most do not. Time, but no. We can't justify no, all. We can't justify our thought processes um, <laughs> with excuses as to why it's okay to do it. Um, plain and simple, um, shacking up is wrong. Uh, so my question would be, will we go to God and say, hey, I'm thinking about moving in with my boyfriend or girlfriend for A, B, C, D, E, or whatever reason or whatever. What do we still think God's response? Will be to us, but we try to justify it with, uh, well, God knows my heart. Um, we got to see if we're compatible. We want to save money. Um, I love them. We're not going to be having sex. Um, but the flesh is weak, and the mind wants to be tempted by sin. So if I'm living with my boyfriend or girlfriend, and we're laying in the bed with one another every night, we're going to be tempted to do the things that we're not supposed to do. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not 
godly. It's not God's way. It's not God's will. It's not how God wants us to do things. Um, we are not supposed to um, defile our beds. So if you're not married mm-hmm. and you're sleeping together, <laughs> you are defiling your bed. So, you know, it's, it's Absolutely. not. We are not supposed to do the things that look to be evil. Um, what another uh, scripture said, First Corinthians seven and nine. But if they can't control themselves, they should go ahead and marry. It's better to marry than to burn with lust. So again, going back to, we can say, oh well, you know, we living together, but we ain't sleeping together. Lie, because <laughs> you are tempted. Your flesh is tempted, your mind is tempted to conform to sin. And if you and God is telling us to stay away from sin, do not conform ourselves to the world, you know, so it, it's not right. It's, it's not right. God isn't pleased with it. Whatever our excuses may be for it, whatever our reasons may be behind it, if it ain't of God, it ain't right. Okay, so I'm going to be transparent here. Uh uh, Mr. Reed and I, we lived together 13 years before we got married. Okay. We are now approaching. We are now approaching our fifth year of marriage, uh, March 2017. And okay. I'll be perfectly honest with you: 13 years of being out of the will of God is the worst mm-hmm. thing that you can do to yourself. <laughs> because yes. I don't have the actual scripture. Uh, and I'm going to find it while I'm talking, but Mm -hmm. the Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man but leads to destruction. So I'm I'm going to give me one second. I'm going to find this for you. So so hopefully somebody listening, they'll go ahead and write that down. There is a way that seems right to a man. And it is I'm, I'm give me one second, one second. It's coming up, and it is Proverbs. Yeah, I was just up Proverbs fourteen yep. twelve, and it's also Proverbs sixteen twenty five, and it says there is a way that seems right to a man, but leadeth death, or leadeth to destruction, and meaning. Oh, well, he don't have no place to stay, so he can mm-hmm. stay with me. It ain't going to do no harm. We, You know, we talking about, you know, everything going good. You know, everything is all right. Um, I love him. He loves me. It's going to be all right. We going to get it together. Then it's the, well, we paying, like you said, we paying two two bills at, we paying bills at two houses, you know. We, you know, it don't make no sense to do all of yeah. that. Um, you know, let's let's you know, let's just put it all in one house. And then there is the well, you know what, I really I don't wanna get married. I don't I don't have time for all that. We just we, we just gonna live together. It works for grandma, it works for it worked for my mom and my daddy never been married. It works for them and and or you have those people who think that it's okay to sleep with other people's husbands and sleep with other people's wives, and you know they the the man may put the woman up in a in an apartment or this uh, or the woman may put a man up in an apartment or 
you know, you'll you'll be in a relationship with someone else's spouse, and you think that, oh, I don't have the responsibility of being with this person, so I could do what I want. And, and, you know, it ain't that bad, you know. God, what you say, God know my heart. Again, Mm -hmm. there is a way that seems (laughs) right to a man that leads to destruction. But Galatians 5 and 19 also tell us, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, and lasciviousness. 1 Corinthians 6 and 18 tells us, flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the, without the body, but he that committed fornication sin against his own body. If we are taught that our body is the temple of God, and yes. it's holy, and we ought to keep it holy because he's holy. If we sin against our own body, we basically just telling God, like, I really don't care what you're saying. And what you, what the moment that you and this person put your name on the lease and you all live together as husband and wife without being a husband and wife, you agree to step out of the will of God. And when you step out of the will of God, you are fair game. You are fair game. You are fair game, meaning you are fair game to get cheated on. You are fair game to be abused. You are fair game to be lied, fair game to be deceived. You yourself ate the apple and gave it to that man to eat. Yep. You just did the whole thing all over again, and you wonder why all hell break loose in your life. And, yes, you have those people that it works for us, right? It works, you know. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. teamwork, make, teamwork make the dream work. But you will go your whole life never knowing what the blessing of being in covenant with God is. You would never and know. And Hebrews, go ahead. I was going to say it is. There's a difference, you know, and I and I say that um, all the time. Um, there's a major difference with being single and dating, um, and then being married, because um, you can be single. And I'm, and, and we're not saying that if you're single that you don't believe in God or you don't believe in God or you don't have a relationship um, with God and. and we're definitely not judging anyone or condemning anyone who does currently live with their significant other. But what we are encouraging you to see and understand is that God, your blessings that are tied to your union, if it is truly a union of God, has to come through marriage. It's not going to come through, oh, that's my boyfriend or that's my girlfriend, you know, mm-hmm. or that's my man, that's my woman, and you guys are just living together. There is a a whooping beyond belief that you receive, and it could be small. It might not be nothing major. It might not blow up all at one time, but God will definitely whoop you and and, and punish you for not living Absolutely. Um, his, out his word and shacking and fornicating and doing things, and, and we can't justify. There is no excuse you could possibly come up with to justify what you're doing and why you're doing it. However, when you do walk into that covenant of marriage and before God, things in your life truly, truly, truly does change. Your your favor is attached to your marriage. Your blessings is attached to 
your union with your mate. Um, and I used to hear that all the time, and I would be like, yeah, you know, I, I, I was one. <laughs> I was like, I don't, well, you know, it, no, I don't really see no harm in it or whatever the case may be. But one of the biggest things that used to stress me out all the time was, like, financially, it felt like somebody was just blowing on our money. Like, as quick as we mm. got it, it was gone. It was like we couldn't. It was hard to make ends meet. It was hard to figure out if we was coming or going. You know, you know, it would be little stuff that would happen that we would be like, dang, here goes something else. Dang, here goes something else. And, mm-hmm. You know, it was just so difficult. Once we got right and did it the right way and got married and and before God and made that commitment and, and our hearts to him and to our marriage, things truly, truly changed. And I, we didn't do nothing different. That's the killing part, other than the fact that we committed in our hearts and committed to one another to be man and wife. But it was like we didn't really have financial issues anymore. You know, we wouldn't have these catastrophes that would happen randomly anymore. You know, there was a, a, a sense of peace in our home, you know, and, and we didn't have things weren't so chaotic <laughs> anymore. So I truly, truly, truly believe that you know, doing things the right way and doing things according to the word of the Lord definitely ties a lot of blessings and favor on your life. Being, like you said, 13 years out of the ark of God, that's that's major because anything could have happened. Do you hear me? You know, 13 years, that could have took you all out or devastated or rocked your world to the core. But, you know, for God be the glory that y'all finally got it right. And, and, and did it the right way. But I, I would definitely tell anyone that had their list of excuses <laughs> as to why they feel like it's okay or why they feel like it's right or it's not a big deal, oh, yes, it is. And I'm one to it's tell you. It's a big you, deal. It makes a it's difference. It's a big deal. It truly makes a difference. Living under his art and living from under his art, it makes a major difference in the relationship. It makes a difference in the home. It makes a difference with the children because we are setting the examples. You know, what our children see is ultimately what they become. So, you know, mm-hmm. we we can't say one thing, do something different, and then attach a bunch of excuses to it. And I'll be honest, uh I'll be honest, he, um and I'm I'm a, I'm a come with the word and I'm going to say what I got to say, but Hebrews 13 and 4 says, marriage is honorable in all mm-hmm. and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers mm-hmm. and adulterers, God will judge. And know that, you know, some people think you have to wait to judgment day. What you say when he blow, you felt like somebody was blowing on your money? Yes, honey. <laughs> you will feel like somebody blowing, and, and I'm gonna tell you, 13 years of living in sin, and I'm and, and I'm talking about someone being um, licensed in the ministry since 2002, and and and, a, and and not knowing. See, I didn't have anybody to teach me these things or or say these things, give these warnings. So again, it's it's not to pass judgment on anybody. It's just to right. undo, tear your list of excuses up, and know again, Hebrews thirteen and four tell you God will judge. She said somebody mm-hmm. blowing on your money. Well, I could let me tell you what can happen in thirteen years of disobedience. 
Not only could something be blowing on your money, your and your communication could get interference. If you are a person called to the ministry, your ministry will be hindered and blocked. Your it affects your prayer life. It affects it affects your prayers getting through. It it affects your children because now you have two broken people trying to operate a broken relationship, so you're constantly breaking stuff. You're constantly breaking stuff because you're broken. You have resentment. You have, um, and you really have the lack of commitment. You you know, yeah, we're going to get married. I love you, baby. Or, okay, when are we going to get married? You know, you're, you're constantly asking this question, and, and, and know that you're out of the will of God, so Satan is listening. So if your idea is talking about we're going to get married, trust me, marriage is going to be the furthest thing from what you're going to mm-hmm. be able to do. you trying to you trying mm-hmm. to get married, somebody's going to get sick. you trying to get married, you're going to find some phone numbers. You're going to find some text messages. You might be the one uh, in somebody else's phone. Or, you know, it may, it, it, goes, both, it goes both ways because there yeah. is no commitment. And, and while you're striving for marriage, it is a demon standing right there playing with that mm-hmm. idea like ping pong. He just bouncing it off the wall, just bouncing it off the wall. You could set a date, something going to happen, throw the date off. Um, so much stuff comes to block you from being honorable in the sight of God. And what you don't realize is that you agreed that it was okay for you to not be in the safest place in the whole world. And we all know that mm-hmm. the safest place in the world is in the will of God, knowing that he reigns on the just and on the unjust. So, I won't tell you that marriage will not cause you to have some financial difficulty. Marriage won't right. have some hills hills for you to climb. But what we what we do what we do when we say, Well, I wanna know how how they want the heat or how they like their food what you do is you kill the journey of marriage. You kill the journey of becoming one. You kill right. the journey of becoming you kill the journey of becoming one. That that night the first night that um I, the the first night that we spent together and woke up as husband and wife, I felt such a peace come over me mm-hmm. between me and this yes. man. I felt such yes. a peace because I know I didn't have to, the ground didn't have to open and I didn't have to fall in and know what hell felt like, what gnashing of teeth and constant burning and stress and aggravation and irritation. I didn't have to wait. I didn't have to wait on judgment day. Judgment day was right at hand. Yeah, and yep. and I and I, I really any listener any listener listening I want you to know that you you cheat yourself you the the Bible even tells you sometimes when you just listen to the word you deceive yourself you deceive yourself and then what kills me is you start hiding it. If, if if it's okay for you to do, why are you hiding it from your church members? Why are you hiding it from your pastor? Why are you hiding it from your friends? Why are you hiding it from your, why are you hiding it if it's appropriate? Why are you hiding it? And I ask that question too. Are you hiding it? I said, are you hiding, would you hide living with your significant other from your church, from your family, from your friends? And they said, yeah, because you know you know them church folk is judgmental. 
So they when they wouldn't understand what I'm going through. So I don't want them all in my all in my business because then they're gonna start putting pressure on us to get married. And then another person said, I probably would. If you gotta hide it, it's a lie. Mm-hmm. And you know, people most people with the, with the, the being judgmental. I'm not I'm I'm definitely not one. Um for, for being judgmental, and I definitely don't like people to pass their own judgment on me, on my life. And I will, I'll be the first to mm-hmm. admit, you know, when I was in the world and people would say things to me, you know, addressing how I lived or what I did or whatever the case may be, it would rub me the wrong way, most definitely, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I, you know, I had to realize that, you know, when you out in the world, people don't like correction, you know, if mm-hmm. the Bible says I'm, I'm my brother's keeper or my sister's keeper, I'm responsible for my brother and my sister's mm-hmm. salvation. So, you know, it is my duty and my God-given right to say, hey, sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so, you know, I understand the position that you're in. I've been there. But unfortunately, God is not pleased, and this is why. And give reasons in Bible scriptures to back that up. But people that's in the world and, and that don't want to, to live the way they're supposed to live, but mm-hmm. don't are not, and that are not ready to truly face their demons or look themselves in the mirror. Are going mm-hmm. to get mad. Are going to say you are being judgmental. Are going, you know, are not going to receive you for who you are and what you're truly trying to show them. I will never, because I am a sinner. And I'm still one. I have been in the world, out of the world, under, uh, from under the God God's covering, and I'm currently under. His covering, but I will tell anybody that I would much rather be under His covering and trying to get it right than not be under His covering and trying to get it right. Because we don't know the day of the hour. And you hit the nail on the head when you was like, when you was able to lay down with your man and wake back up the next morning and y'all were husband and wife, and that peace that fell up on you. Oh my God, it's a peace like no other. It's a it's a sense of relief. Like no other, it, yes, the way you are able to truly exhale, like, whew, okay, I don't have to worry about God not being pleased with me in this situation. And I and I do want to say, um, you know, marriage is a, you know, marriage is definitely a journey, but the benefit, the, the number one benefit of marriage is that God is involved. Yes. He is he is legally involved that when you cry unto him and you say, Help me, he comes. And he help you whether it's with a situation, whether uh whether he help you with a situation, he provide manna from heaven, he do a miracle, or he corrects you. He involves mm-hmm. and he cares. And he's gonna tend to your situ he's gonna tend to your situation. But one thing I want to say is um, I've had a couple of people in my life that um, they, some of them witnessed me go through some of the trials and tribulations, uh, you know, before marriage. And when we when we finally got married, I found some of them about to get in those situations, and I warned them. And they're like, oh, I warned them, don't do it. Don't do that. You know, live your life, do what you got to do. If they come over, if they come over, y'all go out on dates. You know, keep your space, and they keep their space until y'all decide what y'all want to do. 
I had a couple of people to ignore the warning, and that's all right because you don't, you know, mm-hmm. again, if you don't want to be corrected, you think you got it all under control. By all means, everybody has to give an account. Oh, there yep. is a day of judgment. Everybody gonna have to give an account. So God wants to deal with Pete. He he deals with Pete. Everybody they own way and in their own decisions that they make. But like you said, some people don't want correction. Some people think they got it all under control and they can handle it. But it's like, look, why not listen to somebody that already been where you going? It's yep. different. It's different if I was I, I'm already married. I'm telling you, I don't do that. But I'm talking about I got 13 years of experience of all hell breaking loose. And I'm telling you, when when we went to um, when we finally just got on the path to getting married, and we decided like, look, we've been through a whole lot with each other. Like I love you, you love me. So you know, let's let's go to counseling. We went to counseling. We went to all those sessions. When I tell you, we had to, like, call off our engagement and rebuild our relationship for a whole year mm-hmm. because it was so much that had gone on. And when some when, when somebody finally sat down and put the word on the enemy that was attacking our relationship and told us, you agreed to be out of the will of God, and that's why all hell broke loose. We had to just look. We we had to forget. We had to forgive. We had to have some difficult conversations. We had mm-hmm. some times where we cried. We had some times where we wasn't talking to each other, and we had some times where we had to hold hands and we had to go before God and ask for forgiveness. And we had to we had to get some we had to get some things right before we even just like got married before we even got married because when you don't when you don't know better no when you know better you do better. Neither one of us right. knew any better. We was we was just young. We we was just young we was just young doing stuff thinking that, you know, we had it all under control. We could do what we want. You know you look you you think you think that like oh you know we'll be getting married in a couple of years. We looked up and thirteen years had passed us by, and we spent thirteen years fighting, and we ain't know why. Marriage is marriage is honorable. It is an honorable yes. thing. And if you find yourself with somebody that it don't seem like that's what they want, if that's what you want. You have to be strong enough as a man or a woman to move around and and know that being in the being in the will of God is the best thing for your life because it tells you He that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor from the Lord. Meaning that man got to be looking for a wife. Mm-hmm. So if you if you know you want to be a wife, you need to be somewhere getting your act together, addressing your demons, getting deliverance. Figuring out, you know, do you have some old past stuff that you need to get healed from from your family? Uh, you know, is your attitude nasty? Uh, what you know, in the process of getting to know the man, you know, read read the Bible about the expectations of a wife. About you know, when they talk about the virtuous woman, she's enterprising. and she keep up her appearance. She know how to keep her home. She know how to respect her. She know how to re- she sees to it that she respects her husband. But when you living together, 
sometimes you don't even get a chance to keep your house because you either trying to keep and excuse my language, but I gotta say it right. Sometimes you you don't even keep your home because you're too busy trying to keep holes out of it. You while you away mm. working, your house could be the smokehouse. Your house could your house would be made to be the kicking spot. It could be the den of thieves. You don't know. You the same got a whole plan for you. You don't know nothing about why you away. And you won't even get a chance to be the woman that you really are because you, you spend time fighting a battle. And he said, the, for, you know, the battle not yours, it's mine. So you'll spend your, you'll spend your time fighting demons. You ain't even supposed to be fighting because you agreed to be out of the will of God. And that man may yeah. never see the wife. That man may never see the wife in you because he ain't your husband, and he's not going to see it. And you may never see the husband in him because God didn't call him to live with you. He called him to cover you, be the priest, provider, and protector of your home. He called him to find you, make you honorable, make you a wife, and be a good thing. And God provides the favor that will cover your home. So if somebody wants to live with you, and, and and is okay with living with you and okay with being your son and not the man in your life, that's not your husband. Get that mess out your life. And if a woman, she just a bum, she don't have no place to stay, and she comfortable just laying up with you, laying in the house, that ain't your wife. That's a bum. Get her out of there. That's a distraction. That's a demon. Live by yourself. Be ye holy, for God is holy. And I'm not talking just because I'm ordained. I'm talking about because I, I walked through them valleys of the shadow of them type of death. I died a lot of times. Mm-hmm. That's the truth, though. I'm sorry. I'm a little, no, I'm sorry, because I'm a little passionate. I'm a passionate about this subject because, you know, it will cause people not to respect you. And especially if you're a person in ministry and trying to pursue ministry, you can't you you will not be able to stand and and they had the little story about the pregnant pastor, right? Right, right. It's right. not we so it's not so too. much you know you know, some people say, you know, like, oh, her senior leader's gotta sit her down. No, sometimes when you just not right and you know you not right, you sit yourself down. And that's a hurtful thing when you know you're not right in the sight of God and you got to sit your, you, you basically got to tell him, I can't do what you call me to do right now because I don't, I don't feel like being right. That's what you're saying when you, when you do, when you do things. And one of the biggest exceptions that's out here that it's okay to, we call it shacking in the church, but you think that that's okay to live with somebody that's not your husband or your wife or to mess with somebody else's husband or wife. God will judge you, and he will not only judge your situation, he will dismantle, he will tear it all down. You will not be successful. You will not be happy because later you're going to be wanting that title, but what they say back in the day, why buy a cow when you could get the milk for free? I ain't going to marry you. Yeah, yeah. And you, but you know what? It, 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 it's easier. Oh, I won't say that. I won't say that. It makes more sense to do things the right way and be under the ark of God than to not. I don't want them kind of women. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I've been in, you know, the situation with my husband, you know, where money was always funny and we was always arguing or bickering about something or 
you know, it was just never any peace. But once we got married, mm-hmm. and right, things changed, and things changed for the better. I don't have many complaints, or any, I don't have none at all, to be honest with you, because marriage is work. Any relationship that you're in is work. But as far as the covering mm-hmm. that we have on our lives, by God, oh, he has truly, truly, he done, he done amazed me and shocked me and made a way for things and situations and circumstances oh, that I knew wasn't nobody but him. <laughs> no, it wasn't nobody but him. Thank you. Oh, nobody you said it but him. Prayer works. Prayer works. So I would tell anybody that's dating, um, living with their spot, you know, their mate, have a desire to be married, don't know if your significant other is interested in marriage, it's time to have a come-to-Jesus moment and sit down and have a conversation about where you guys are and where you're trying to go and what you wait on. I know they say you date with a purpose, and, you know, you ultimately, eventually you date to, um, to get married. And I'm only addressing this to any individual who's two and a half, three years in. If you don't mm-hmm. know by now, that that person is the person that you spend in your life with, you wasting your time in theirs. It don't take five, six, Absolutely. ten, twelve, fifteen years to know if the person that you with is gonna make. It don't. It don't take that long, and we we monkey around and play, and we get complacent and comfortable because like you like you said, Miss Tina, it works. But who is it working for, really? And and you just don't know. That is the that is the biggest Judas in your life. You will you will be betrayed, and, and and one thing about being betrayed, that type of situation is gonna work for the person that could benefit themselves more. They could benefit themselves more because you will find yourself in a situation where, you know, sometimes the woman is paying the bills, but the man may do this part or. You know, we say we're going to split it 50-50 in some type of way. Somebody mm-hmm. don't ever have their part, male or, male or female. or You got the one irresponsible, want to rat all the gas out the car, then you want to be, you know, then you're fighting and you're art. That is, look, that is the biggest Judas in your life. That would be the biggest Judas and the biggest uh, betrayal and the biggest deception and I just want to undo that and for anybody listening and for anybody that's going to listen to this replay, get that out your head because, again, there is a way that seems right to a man but it leads to destruction. And know that you will be judged. God will judge that. And even for anybody sleeping with somebody else's husband or sleeping with somebody else's wife or a husband that's sleeping with other people outside their marriage, the Bible tell you that a person that commits adultery is out of their mind and that you will be judged and God will repay you for what you've done. And he said, and for the wife, the wife and the husband that's being faithful and things are happening to them, know that God says, I am the rewarder of the faithful, that even if he have to take that person away from you and bless you, bless you to be single and celibate and, and, and build you up, he's the rewarder of the faithful. Or if he take that person away from you and bless you with a spouse that will love you unconditionally, you them things and them struggles that you had to worry with before, those were just to build your character, build your perseverance, to help you endure and help you gain faith to endure and keep on pressing because he said that um, 
They that wait upon me shall renew their strength. They'll mount up on mm-hmm. wings like an eagle. They'll mm-hmm. run and not get weary. They'll walk and not faint. So know that. And he says, and, and don't get weary in well-doing because in due season you will reap. So know that it's a harvest. When you when you are obedient to God's word, it's a harvest that you reap, and He will give it to you on earth as it is in heaven. So don't think you just got to die, then you'll get your reward. As it as it is in heaven, He'll do it in earth. He'll do it for you on this earth. Please undo uh, undo that undo that. Stop thinking that you got it all under control. You could do what you want to do. Mm mm. That's a setup. That's a setup for a setback. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And the last thing you want to be doing in a relationship is fighting and arguing over petty stuff, stuff that you normally wouldn't even fight and argue about. It. So the situation is that Absolutely. don't really carry no weight. But when you are not protected, when your union is not called on by God, blessed by God, Covered by God in some way, shape, form, or fashion, you deal with a lot of unnecessary crap. You deal with a whole lot of stuff that you're like, dang, do I really need to? You know, what's the point? You know, you question yourself and you doubt it or whatever. But I'm here to tell you as a witness, I've only been married a year. Mm-hmm. This is my husband from five. Uh, but when I say a peace and 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 abundance of blessings and favor, since we did it right. I, I stand on that until I go to my grave. So he say, okay, my child, come on home. You did your part. And I really wouldn't care anything about somebody being upset or mad about it. Definitely Amen. not judging anyone that's in that particular situation, but I would assess it, especially if you're two and a half, three years in and, and more. Um, what's taking this person so long to make that commitment and move to you? That definitely would be a question that I would ask myself. Mm-hmm. And I just and my closing thought um, just um, after thirteen years of uh, of walking around ignorant mm-hmm. that don't 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 be ignorant that I hope that somebody gains something from what what we talking about and this this is a subject I'm actually very passionate about and I and um. Oh, we got a question. Hold on, hold on. We got a question. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Watch out now. Uh, Call a 4359. Hello? Hi. I just wanted to make a comment. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to tell you I really enjoyed, uh, I have enjoyed listening to your show. And um, I wanted to say, you know, about arguing and fighting, you know, my wife and I, we've been married 28 years. Ooh, and um, <laughs> I found the biggest thing for me, you know, because I, I got caught up in that too, you know, that micromanaging. And, you know, I was the guy, you know, I always wanted to be right about everything, you know. And it caused mm-hmm. a lot more problems in a relationship you know, than anything, you know. But, you know, what I found out is, you know, when I, when I learned to keep my mouth shut, and I learned to say I'm sorry, and you know what I mean? And I didn't have to be right yeah. all the time because, you know what, honestly, I was I was right about 5% of the time and wrong 95% of the time. 
And when I realized wow. that, you know, and I was hurting my wife's feelings and, you know what I mean? Just silly things, you know, but when I, mm-hmm. when I admitted that to myself and I apologized and, you know, when I, you know what I'm saying? You know, when, when, it, yes. it, when I was real about it, you know, and, and just, you know, when I always heard one time, somebody told me, they said, don't let the sun go down in an argument, you know? And I, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 it took a long time for me to realize that, you know, and I'm like, you know, that's true because nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. And how would you like to say something that hurt somebody's feelings? And then, you know what I mean? Something happened, you know? And I was yeah. like, you know, that's really true, you know? So I, I, you know, not that you don't get in your little tiffs here and there, you know, but, right. but right. my wife right. and I, you know, we had one of those relationships where I, I met my wife, we met, date, engaged, and got married all in four months. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you know, but it's been it, it, it's been a great great marriage. You know, we have two children, and you know, but I just wanted to call in and just tell you that I've I've listened to your show. You know, since it started tonight, and I just wanted to call in and tell you I've really enjoyed it. Awesome! Thank, Thank you. you so much, sir. God bless you. God bless Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, I like to hear that. Yes, 28 years, that's a blessing. He had lots of blessings hey. and favor. <laughs> yes. On his and, I, and, what, and you know what? What I, I like that he said that he, he, had to, he came to the realization that he got real with himself and realized that he, um, he didn't have to be, always be right. He didn't have to always be. We got another, um, we got another, we got another question or comment. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi. How you doing, Sister Tina? All right. How you doing, Sister Latrice? I am doing great. You know, I'm sitting here listening to you all, and I read the question that you put on your Facebook. You know about hiding your relationship, living together. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows. Well, they probably know at the church. No, I'm not hiding it. I don't go out and okay. pronounce that, yes, me and my mate are living together, but they would know. And I know I'm living out of the covenant of God because I know it's not right. And that's probably why a lot of hell is going on in my life right now because I'm living in sin and I know it's not right. But I've also been in relationships where I have not lived with a person and neither one of them works. Right now it's like I'm Dragging the fence, what's really going on? You know, uh, listen to the beginning how you was, how the lady was saying, um, if you tell a person what you want in a relationship and sitting down and getting to know that person, I've done that. <laughs> and I've made that mistake of, like you said, when you tell a person what you want or how you like things, they do it just because that's what you say. Mm-hmm. I don't want someone telling mm-hmm. me what you think I want to hear. I don't want you mm-hmm. pretending to be something that you're not. Would I like to be married? Absolutely. But I'm not going to go out there and ask you, yes, I want to be married. Yes, I want to be married. I'm not going to put that pressure on you. That's up to you. That's up to you to decide what you want. Because I don't want to keep walking up in the church and being a hypocrite because it's wrong when I know it's wrong. 
And I know that we're not living in the way that we're supposed to. And when I come to you and I tell you, and I, and I give you that option, it's up to you to decide what you want. And if you're not mm-hmm. willing to give that, when I sit down and I talk to you, then we need to go our separate ways. Because if you want to keep living out in that single life, but yet you tell me you want a relationship, that's, that's, that's not me at all. That's not how I want to live my life because I have children. Like you say, your children see what you do. You can't tell your children to live one way when you live in a totally different way because that's being a hypocrite. And that's not the type of relationship, like you say, that God wants because you're living in sin. You're doing one thing, but you're doing something, you're saying something totally different. And I don't want for me. I don't understand why is it that, like you say, when you sit down and you talk to this person, and you say this is what you want out of relationship, and you still do what you want. Like you say, that's hurting other person. Because if you're not willing to make that commitment, don't yeah. play with person hurt. Don't do that because it makes mm-hmm. it hard for you to trust the other person. And then you're bringing that baggage from the old relationship into the new relationship. And how can that relationship get off the ground when you're always comparing that new person to the old person? Yeah, and one thing I want to say is sometimes we have to also um, take accountability for our own actions because mm-hmm. even, in, um, even, even, in thir- even in 13 years, I still knew what my call was. I still knew who I was in Christ. I had the option. I still had the option to say, ask for me in my house. We going to serve the Lord, and you got to move around. So sometimes we have to be careful that, you know, if you're going to mash your toe, make sure you step on your own foot. You After mm-hmm. after so long, you see what's right in front of you, and if it's not going mm-hmm. the way that if it's not going according to the will of God, you have to move away mm-hmm. from it. And and even the mm-hmm. Bible tell you that absence makes the heart grow fonder. So sometimes when, mm-hmm. when he moves you out of a situation or he moves a person out of the situation, either they realize they can't live without you or they never wanted to live with you in the first place. Mm-hmm. You're right. You, you're definitely right. Like you said, you because I, I understand um, – I'm not perfect. Like you say, when you expect certain stuff from people, you have to bring that to the table as well. You can't say, well, I want a person mm-hmm. to work and you're not working, or I want a Christian and you're sinning. So I definitely get that. Absolutely. You have, you, you have to have possessed the things that you ask for in your mate. And you have to take, like you say, take responsibility for your actions. And I understand that. And I haven't been. You know, and bringing, like you say, bringing my baggage into a relationship and expecting the person to change, I can't do that. So you're definitely right. So it's, it's taking a look at myself and seeing what's wrong with me before I can point out what's wrong with another person. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, and it's nothing, and sometimes it's nothing wrong with us admitting that we it, us admitting we made a mistake, we didn't do things we didn't do things the correct way, and it's time to go back to the you know go back to the drawing board. And does it mm-hmm. does it happen overnight? Like, do you just pack a person's stuff and throw it outside? No, you don't do that. You have to, you know, um, Tamara said it earlier, you had to come to Jesus meeting, and you have to, you 
go to God. You go to God in prayer, and you really have to stand on your own convictions because you are worth being loved. You are worth being mm-hmm. respected. You are you are you were created in the image of God. You were created to be in His will. You were created to worship. So you go to Him and you ask Him to show you the correct way to do it. How do I how do I get out of this? Or show me what you want me to do. Tell me what to say. Speak through me, and He'll He'll give. He said, there's no temptation common to man that I would not give you a way of an escape. He would give you an escape route. So go to God. Go to God. Okay. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Okay. Good night. All right. Good night. Love you. Okay. We got one more time. Cool. Yeah, one more. Keep it going. Keep it going. Okay. Hold on. Here we go. Okay, you're on with uh, me, uh, Tina Cameron, Soul Cafe. Hey, how you doing? Well, I wanna um, been listening to you on conversations, going back and forth with the. relationship thing and how you know. And uh, I just want to bring a little bit. And the gentleman that spoke earlier, of uh, he met his wife four months, been together 28 years. That's a beautiful and wonderful thing. Uh, that's most like a dream, uh, a wish that a lot of folks wish that could happen. Of course, ups and downs, but to the conversation at hand, and I'm on the young lady that just got off the line, um, Right now, I've been with my wife for five years in marriage and um, probably over 10, 16 years of knowing her. Uh, it came to a point to where you all know what what's in front of you. You see the man that's in front of you from the time you <clears throat> come encounter with this person. And if your prayers goes up and you ask him and you want to be revealed of the gentleman that's in front of you and when he gives you that answer, you cannot second guess that answer. You cannot go against what you prayed upon or what you asked him to see. Now, unfortunately, I can honestly say my wife saw a lot in me to deal with me for 13 years before marriage. And it came to a point to where I realized what was going on in my relationship. See, you got to understand, if you got with a gentleman that has that have not been family-oriented or already have that statue of being a man and a provider and a priest to the family, then right then and there you kind of a little bit leaning towards the separation side. But in a sense of, you know that man that's in front of you, the calling that's on his life, and for some odd reason that <laughs> my wife uh, continued praying for me, it helped me get my my life understood. It came to a point to where I realized her ministry in church to where the things I was doing, I had to sit down on Sunday. I did not go to service. I did not... Um, <clears throat> interrupt her day of that Sunday because that was her day. She was doing things um, miraculously in the church. And I didn't want 
my presence of other outside of knowing that, oh, man, and then they look upon her and shine down on her. So it took me time before I decided to go get up on a Sunday and go to church with the family. Why? That was the time he was working on me having it. Yeah, some Sundays I sat there and decided to play the game, and there were some Sundays I was on the floor crying and bawling as if I had a whole church service to myself. And if you don't see that change into the mate that you with, and this could be male or female, then you do have to actually step back and then just have that faith to step out and do it on your own. Don't waste no time. Uh, I'm not going to say the time me and my wife uh, was dating was to waste the time, but now I wish I would have appreciated the time that we had to make it to be like the four months and the 28 years the gentleman called in on, you know, because it is a wonderful thing. But if you see your mate is not in that same boat, don't have that same realm of spirit, that same covenant, that same prayer heart, and and just have that same faith as you do, then you only have one God, one husband, yourself, and even us men have one God. So you, you have somebody that's there for you. You just have to be willing to have that heartbreak of a social network than a spiritual network with that person. If it's spiritual and it's spiritually and, you, and 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 it's for your soul, then he will mend and heal those wounds for you. That would not be a problem at all. But if you decide to continue letting it go on and go on, because you can pray, you can pray, you can beg, you can plead, you can ask why and why. And before you look up, it's five years later. And you and everybody that you done called is tired of hearing. Don't nobody want to hear no more. And the pastor going to not pray that same prayer over you because he's tired of hearing it too. They, I'm just going to be real. It's like now it's time for you to do something about the situation. I'm never telling people to leave their mate or anything about it. But, hey, whether it's a counseling setting, whether it's, it's a dinner and a, and a movie and you telling this person how you feeling, your goals and your expectations, not in a forcefully way, but in a loving way, not to bear a thousand questions. Because, men, we do not like a thousand questions. We got off work. We can't do 20 questions in a row. You got to please give us time. Give us three right here. Come back after the dinner. Give us three more. Let's separate the <laughs> questions, please. That's so that way, we do, it's, it seems like we have a math problem and we're in sixth grade and we just can't get it at the moment. And it's no harm. It's just that that's just that pressure. So, you know, let's have some conversations. But be mindful. If you saw that he got in and he's tired, he don't work hard, let him relax first. Let him unwind. Let him get it out. And then let's start having a conversation. Sometimes we elevate our uh, attitudes with conversations because of, we haven't de-escalated from what was going on. The wives haven't de-escalated from the kids, so they're still stressed about what the baby did or such and such. A husband has, or, or a boyfriend has not de-escalated from work from the boss on their behind, customers and things like that. So we do have to give each other that time to de-escalate, to, to calm down, and then let's get indulged in those conversations that we want to have to try to pursue our relationship. And that's just my perspective. I didn't mean to take up too much time. But it's, I, I think sometimes some women need to understand uh, a man's side. No, it's not right. And things like that, we as not as, as it's time, it can get in as fast, especially if we haven't grew up 
in that environment. We haven't grew up with praying parents, praying this, going to church on, on Wednesdays, on Fridays, on Sundays. And then, you know, that person needs a little bit more prayer, needs a little bit more handheld uh, and put him around the right set of men. Don't keep putting him into some of the same aura of guys that uh, and that he's dealing with. Let's start uh, uh, merging him into Christ like men of movement, men of empowerment, things like that, men of business. Let's start encouraging that and, and promoting our dreams. And if they want to make a business, encourage that, help, get a guideline. Because some of us, we're not smart with the computers, but at the same time, if you can pull up, wait, look, they got this, that, and another. It's a help. It will it will help a conversation to emerge between each other because it seems like now that you're on the path that he's on. Sometimes we don't want to get caught up in the um, hair and this, that, and other. But if you're talking about a business and, yeah, the cars, and you know what, hold on. And slide the nail salon into it, that's a hint to my wife. Then, you know, we go from there. But other than that, don't let it take too much time, and I thank you. I thank my husband for his comments, and I uh, appreciate everybody for calling in and the um, things that everybody said. And I hope that uh, I hope that we all got something out of it because I even got some. I even got um, revelation. I even got some more revelation today. Even um, just um, hearing the uh, hearing the gentleman speak, and then even um, you know just just talking in general, I got some more revelation. So I hope that we um, we can. Focus on our relationships. Okay, we got one more call, Tamara. Oh, awesome! I like when the people interact with us. It makes them better. Hey, I hope you don't Hello? mind. I call back. Hey, I hope you don't mind. I call back just for another comment. That's fine. No, go right ahead. You know um, what? I, you know, my wife and I. Um, they're into our marriage. Um, I didn't grow up in a, uh, my life growing up was nothing but chaos. And, um, you know, I, I ran away multiple times. I grew up in foster care and, uh, you know, was in the Audi home, you know, on the South side of Chicago. So, you know, my parents were abusive and, you know, I, I didn't know what being a good parent was or a husband. And so when I met my wife, she was probably, you know, my wife actually had to teach me a lot of things, you know. Mm-hmm. And so my wife was the one who was in church. And, you know, I'm sure that when I met my wife's parents for the first time, they probably told her, run from this guy, you know, because, you know, I was I was the guy your, your you know, your, your parents probably told you to stay away from, you know. You know? <laughs> so... You know, I'm just yeah. being honest with you, you know, and so, but I loved my wife, you know, and, you know, we're total opposites, you know, but, um, but when we, when we, uh, got married, you know, I, I was always doing the best that I could, you know, but I knew that I loved my wife, but, you know, our loves are two different things. You know what I mean? My, my wife grew up in church. Mm-hmm. I never stepped foot in church, you know, and so, um, but as we spend time together and our children came, 
you know, I didn't know what it was to be a father. You know, if I was the kind of father that my father was to me, I'd be throwing you down the stairs and beating you, beating you. You know what I mean? And so, Mm -hmm. but when you have children and you, you know what I mean? You don't have children to abuse them. You have children to love them and to nurture them and care for them. And so as my children grew and, you know, our children are in their twenties now, you know, but if you take your, you know, I always use this, you know, when I say this about my children, if you take that little bit of time with your children, your children can teach you many things, even though you don't realize it. And so you get so much back in return, not for money, because that's, that's silly. You know, things you spend $20 for at, you know, the department stores, you're going to, you know, you're going to sell for a dollar in a garage sale. So that's a waste. But the time you spend Absolutely. with your children, the time you spend with your children, you get back a hundredfold because that lasts a lifetime. Yeah. And the, the time you spend with your wife, it isn't, it isn't the cars because cars rust. Cars fall apart. But the, time you, the, 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 the real time you spend with your wife, that's like building a cement wall. And that, that, that you don't have to learn. That's real, man. That is really keeping it real, you know? Don't that's that's what you know what I mean? You don't you don't have to spend thousands of dollars on books or whatever. Just just listen to your wife. Pay attention to the small things because a lot of small things equal big things. And that's all it is. There's no magic to a good to a good marriage. I mean, you know what I mean? So I'm not trying to make yeah. this like some big mathematical whatever, but if if you're a guy, just keep your mouth quiet and pay attention to your wife. And if you're a wife, I can't I can't you know what I can't answer for a wife. You know what I mean? But just the simple things, you know. Don't tell your wife how to feel about something. Ask her how she should feel. And you know what? When you're driving down the road for whatever, stop and get a uh, get some flowers or pick up a card or you know what I mean. Do the small things, mm-hmm. and that pays back a thousand times. There's the secret to a good marriage. Mm-hmm. That is wow. very true. So, that is awesome. I didn't mean Thank to call you. back and, you know, preach or nothing, but, you know, there is no No, we appreciate it because that's, 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 that's what we're here for. That's what we do. We appreciate it because I've been married five years. She's been married one. We're trying to get to 28. Yes. So thank you. I hope everybody thank does. you. you no, know, because I talk to guys that I went to high school with, and they're on their fifth and sixth marriage, and I go, "Whoa, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you you don't get married to get divorced. You get married. You get right. married because you love each other. So you know what? You don't have to spend seventy five dollars on a dinner. Go out and have a dollar McDonald's hamburger. It tastes just as good. Oh, you know, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> thank hey, you so thank much, you. sir. Thank you for calling back. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Good night. So, Tamara, do you have any closing thoughts? My or closing, closing words would be stay encouraged. Um, if you are living with your mate, evaluate the relationship and make sure you guys are on the same page. As to where you're going and where the relationship is going, um, and align yourselves to be blessed. 
Um, marriage is a beautiful thing. God honors marriage. It's in the Bible. He honors marriage. So if you're not engaged or close to being engaged or if that conversation has not been had, you might want to look yourself in the mirror and find out, is that individual that you with worth your internal soul and your internal life? It's internal mm. life. Cause it, 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 we ain't going yes, together. I like you know, that. We're going, we going by <laughs> ourselves. So when judgment day comes and you stand up before the Lord and he still ain't put no ring on it, is he worth where your life and where you're going to spend it eternally. And my closing thought is uh, being, you know, again, be encouraged and uh, don't be afraid to admit that you may have made a mistake, but in everything that you do, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Don't follow your emotions. Don't follow your, you know, don't follow your feelings. Don't follow the latest trends and what what other people saying and try to fit into other people's box. You have one God. Choose this day who you gonna serve, and let it be the Most High God and not the world. And um, we signing off and saying good night. You all be blessed, and thank you for joining us to the Soul Cafe. To each person that called in, I speak favor and blessings over your life and a prosperous new year. You have a good night. Yes, good night. Good night. There's no one like no one else beside you who can do the things you do. That's why we No one else can reign with power, strength, and glory. All the heavenly hosts proclaim. Oh,